What's up, guys? This is EJ Holland with TheWolverine.com, and we're back with another episode of The Wolverine Live Recruiting Show coming to you on Tuesday. Instead of Wednesday, my co-host Zach Libby is in Chicago today, and I am making a trip tomorrow. So we just decided to use uh, Tuesday as our Wednesday show. But before we dive into your questions, which is why you're here, I want to remind you guys about our sponsor, Vitamin Energy. Vitamin Energy is a powerful, naturally caffeinated energy shot that nourishes your body with vitamins, supports healthy gut health, and boosts energy for seven plus hours with no jitters or sugar crash. I personally use Vitamin Energy on my travels. I'll definitely be using it tomorrow when I have to wake up at 6 a.m. to head out uh, to wherever I'm going. It's a surprise. You'll see tomorrow. You have to subscribe to thewolverine.com. But anyway, vitamin energy keeps me going. When I have to wake up early and get back late, it's the best to use on the recruiting trail. No jitters, naturally caffeinated, gluten-free, zero sugars, and artificial flavors. Did I mention zero sugars, zero carbs? It's energy with benefits. Check them out at vitaminenergy.com and use promo code Wolverine Bogo, you buy one, you get one free with promo code Wolverine Bogo at vitaminenergy.com. Like I said, guys, you can subscribe to the Wolverine.com today for just $29.99 until August 31st of this year. That gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball transfer portal, and all that good stuff. Um, so subscribe to the Wolverine.com for more intel for just $29.99 until August 31st of this year. All right, guys, I think that's it with the promo. So let's go ahead and dive into your questions. We already have some super chats. If you want to hop the line and get out in front with your questions, definitely hit us up with the super chats and you get to leap over um, all the freebie users. So let's go with Shane Johnson. And he's the uh, first super chat questioner. He says, why do we continue to struggle with the edge position? Have to go down to the 11th on 24 7th and 13th on three edge rankings to find someone we lead for brian robinson um that one's an interesting question to answer i mean obviously selling elite pass rushers should be fairly easy for michigan considering the recent production obviously you've had aiden hutchinson go in the first round david ajabo was a draft pick you have mike morris likely to be selected in the draft um, coming up in a few weeks as well. So should be a pretty easy sell. I think Michigan obviously has a great recruiter along the defensive line in Mike Elston, also a great evaluator of talent. And they also have a, a boost from staffer Dylan Ronnie, who does a great job on when it comes to on-campus recruiting for pass rushers. So all the ingredients are there. I think you have to keep in mind that a lot of elite pass rushers, which is a premium position are going to be ranked really high. And along with that comes NIL, something that Michigan is still trying to figure out. But I mean, Michigan's been in the mix with quite a few big time edge guys this cycle. One that obviously comes to mind is the number one overall prospect in the country, Dylan Stewart out of Washington, D.C. Friendship. Um, he's a guy that visited Michigan in the spring. The Wolverines are in the running for one of his final two official visit. So I still think they're in the mix with him. You have Darian Mayo, a top 100 edge out of only good council, which has been a, a Michigan friendly school with Chris Jenkins uh, on the roster. 
they're going to get an OV from him in the summer. Um, you know, there's several other guys on the board as well. You mentioned Brian Robinson, who's an odd 300 prospect, Marquise Lightfoot, who's a, actually a top 100 prospect on on three. I've been writing a lot about guys like Devin Baxter and Dominic Nichols, both four-star guys. So I think they'll land some, uh, I think they'll land some talent at the edge position. They're in it for a lot of guys. I have faith that the production on the field, Mike Elston's pedigree as a recruiter and the addition of Dylan Ronnie will help Michigan uh, secure some of those elite level pass rushers or at least highly touted pass rushers. Shane Johnson also came in right away with another super chat, $2 from Shane Johnson. Remember your super chats help you skip the line. They also go directly to my travel budget so I can go see recruits from around the country. Uh, Shane asked why Jake Wernera because he's a center when you can mold one. That's also an interesting question. I think when it comes to recruiting the center position, there aren't a lot of true center guys out there. Uh, when you look at the top centers nationally, they're not really ranked super high. Like I would say there's only about two or three centers that are even four-star level prospects. But that's what Michigan really prefers. They like true center guys as opposed to trying to transition a guard into a center or something of that nature. They really value um, the intangibles of being a center. And that means having the leadership along the offensive line, having a really high football IQ, just basically being a second quarterback um, on the team. So I really feel like Jake Warnera fits the mold of what Michigan likes. He's a really smart kid. He's a natural center. He has the body type that they desire. So I think it's it's kind of a school-by-school school basis. Obviously, I used to cover Texas, and I don't remember Texas really going after true centers. I think they kind of took the approach you're alluding to to where they basically recruited some guards or even tackles and then kind of played with them and moved them around to different positions. I think Michigan just really values true centers. You've seen them take true centers here in the past. Obviously they, they took Raheem Anderson not too long ago. Greg Crippen uh, was another, but Jake Winner, you see his profile here, by the way, we have a producer finally. So hopefully we don't have uh, any technical difficulties anymore, but uh, shout out to our producer, Megan for pulling up the Jake Winera profile and Jake Winera, as you see, he's not super highly ranked, only ranked as the number 37 interior offensive lineman in the country. But again, he just really brings what Sharon Moore values at that center position. Michigan obviously trending in the right direction here as he's set to make his decision at the end of the month. I have a prediction in for the Wolverines really like where Michigan stands heading into the, that announcement date. Um, that would give Michigan five recruits along the offensive line. So numbers definitely tightening up there. We have another super chat from Jim Prindable, 999. So big super chat from Jim. Shout out to you, man. Um, you got in early with your super chat, but Shane Johnson was actually in the comments uh, at 4.55 p.m. So Shane was like an early bird just waiting for the show. Um, but Jim says, hey, EJ, to piggyback a bit off of Shane's question, how do we look in the recruitment of Elijah Rushing and Darian Mayo? So again, two really high priority edge recruits. We'll go ahead and start off with 
Elijah rushing since he's the higher ranked of the two prospects, uh, both top 100 guys, but rushing a five star on the industry ranking. Um, you know, he's way out in Arizona. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a tough pool. I know his recruitment has been a little more West coast heavy, but we recently had our other recruiting reporter, Zach Libby out in Tucson and had a chance to go out to see rushing and uh, had a good report on him, Michigan in the mix to potentially get an OV. You see Oregon is the recruiting prediction machine leader when it comes to rushing, who is the number four edge in the country and number 24 overall prospect uh, nationally. And you see here like rushing is the number four edge, but he is a, he's still a top 25 recruit overall. So, you know, going back to Shane's question, on top level edges. I mean, you have so many of the elite level edge prospects ranked kind of in that top 75 range. So that's why you see uh, so much NIL involvement with, with the highly touted pass rushers. But I think Michigan's kind of, you know, on that back end of his top group, I do think um, they, they will have a chance to create some movement. They almost got him on campus for the spring game before he had a, change of plans uh, due to some family stuff or travel issues. So uh, we'll see if he does make his way to Ann Arbor for an official visit. I do think they have a better shot with Darian Mayo. Like I said, there's a good council connection there. He's actually been to campus. He made a visit this spring. He spent a lot of time with Chris Jenkins, uh, star Michigan defensive lineman, uh, who again went to the same high school. I think that's a big factor for Mayo. And like I said earlier in the show, just easy sell. I mean, this is the body type that Michigan does wonders with. Mayo is listed at six foot six, 240 pounds. I would say he's up to like 260, man. I just saw him not too long ago, and he's just a really impressive put together prospect. He's a, he's a unit. So he's a guy that Michigan would really develop into one of those top level pass rushers nationally. Um, but I, I think Michigan's right up there. They are getting a, a summer official visit, likely the last official visit. So I think Michigan will have a chance to leapfrog Ohio state, which has the small edge on the recruiting prediction machine. And I would say that's fair. I think Ohio state might have a slight edge here coming out of his visit to Columbus. You know, he was always partial to Ohio State growing up, but Michigan offers a ton of benefits in terms of development uh, of pass rushers. The recent production, again, will be a selling point. And then just off the field, I mean, Mayo's a really smart kid, comes from a great high school. What Michigan can offer from an academic standpoint is definitely appealing to him as well. And then you have other schools like Clemson and USC in the mix. Both of those programs are also scheduled to get OVs, but I would say Michigan's right up there with Ohio state. I don't think Michigan leads in this recruitment. I know there've been some reports of that. I, I checked in with some program sources today actually, and they don't feel like they have the lead, but they definitely have optimism. They definitely think they're up there. And most importantly, getting that final visit, I think they can really change the momentum or change the trajectory of this recruitment on that OV. Looks like we have another super chat and this one comes from William Cawthorn and he says how do the crystal balls work so you know all sites are, are different um on three obviously has the recruiting prediction machine rivals has the future cast 24 7 has the crystal balls espn does not have anything similar um 
I think crystal balls are definitely uh, have definitely evolved. So, I mean, I've been covering recruiting since I was 19 years old. Uh, and when, when the crystal ball was first introduced, I've been covering recruiting since before the crystal ball existed. Um, but when the crystal ball was introduced, it was kind of, uh, and if you click on my profile, like I have like a thousand picks on 24 uh, seven, because when it was first introduced, they were like, put in all these picks. And, and that's why I have like a really low, like percentage or whatever. I have like a 90% on, on three, but like a 70% on 24 seven. But when it was first introduced, it was like, put in all these predictions and it's supposed to be fun. And you're supposed to like forecast all these, you know, guys to different schools, but now it's kind of evolved into, uh something different to where it's more you know you'll really only put in picks if you know where guys are going i still like to take uh chances and put in picks early and stuff other people don't they really like care hardcore about their uh percentage but honestly in terms of how they work it's just the you know we have a thing called a content management system you go on the back end and you just put a pick in and that's literally how it works. <laughs> I don't know. There's a much other explanation I can give from a technical standpoint uh, in terms of like how I approach my predictions. Like I said, I still like to put in early predictions. Of course I'll put in picks. If I know a kid's going to Michigan, sometimes I don't put in a pick if a kid's going to Michigan because he tells me not to do it. Um, but like I said, I also try to do it early. Sometimes I, I just feel like it's still, supposed to be kind of fun and not just to ruin a kid's moment it's weird i i feel like they should just disband it as a whole like i feel like it was a cool thing to begin with and now it's just like it's overkill like the kids hate it i hate it i don't know it's just it there's it's too much <laughs> let's go ahead and go on to another question uh william cawthorn says if you have multiple people at one position and then you fill that position do you go back and tell other recruits, recruits we don't need you anymore? Um, so in general, I think if you fill up on a position and you know you're not going to take a certain kid, um, I think you just kind of respectfully say, hey, we filled up on numbers, but at the end of the day, you know, we may circle back to you. We're going to keep track of you um, and just keep that connection going. You never want to burn a bridge with a kid and you certainly don't want to burn a bridge with a high school coach, especially if you go back to the well and try to recruit others from that same program. So um, I definitely think it's more of a honest, you know, cautious approach as opposed to just completely ignoring them or something, though some programs do that. So uh, definitely a different approach for everybody. But I think in general, a lot of schools are pretty respectful of the kids they recruit. So they usually are just kind of upfront and, and, say they'll let them know if something changes um i think we have one more super chat to get to and it's rj hines and he says do you think we land aaron childs when it's all said and done yes i do think that michigan lands aaron childs and shout out to rj joining with the 499 super chat if you want to skip the line and get your questions answered make sure to hit that uh donate button get your question in to make sure it's answered but uh yeah i do think michigan gets aaron childs i've had a prediction in since february i've felt very confident in that prediction over the last couple months heading into official visit season um here in the summer i think michigan will have a really strong chance to close with aaron um as you see he's an elite linebacker the number eight linebacker in the country number 104 overall prospect nationally if on three didn't have him ranked so low he would be top 100 
Um, and I, I personally have been banging the Aaron Childs drum forever. I think he's a five-star level prospect. He's one of my favorite kids in the class. Just fits everything Michigan wants at the linebacker position. Just think Junior Colson. He's that type of player, sideline to sideline guy, terrific speed, uh, true inside linebacker that's extremely physical, fills gaps, really high IQ kid, um, comfortable dropping back into pass coverage. So just checks a ton of boxes. Uh, for me, for Michigan, obviously, um, he's a great fit for Jesse Minter's defensive scheme. And I think that's something that's really weighing heavily for him. And I think he's just a great fit for the program in general off the field. He kind of really, really embodies what it means to be a Michigan type of kid. Um, but yeah, I, I see Michigan potentially closing here in the summer. I think Aaron and his family are just really careful with the recruiting process. So they wanted to do their due diligence. They want to see programs. They want to make sure that once, you know, they commit to Michigan, it's Michigan. If, if that is the pick, you know, I don't think Aaron Childs is going to be a, a, the type of kid that's going to look around once he commits. I think once he commits to a school, whether it is Michigan or another school, he's going to be firm. He's not going to waver. He's going to be a class leader. And so that's why he wants to make sure to, to check all the boxes on these official visits. But at the end of the day, I think Michigan is the, uh, the school that will uh, get a commitment from Childs. Uh, before we move on to our next super chat, I uh, do want to present another message from another one of our sponsors, Lewis Jewelers. We uh, want to take a, a time to really shout out Lewis Jewelers. Uh, Lewis Jewelers can help you with your engagement ring and jewelry needs. It's a stress-free and easy working with uh, it's easy working with their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors, finding that perfect diamond. Stop by and fix any issues you have with finding jewelry or engagement rings or whatever you need, wedding rings. I, I mean, I guess that's the same thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, visit them at their new location at 300 South and Maple Road in Ann Arbor or hit them up online at lewisjewelers.com. That's lewisjewelers.com uh, where Ann Arbor gets engaged and the world gets engaged since 1921. Uh, so, you know, that means like, Henry Ford was was using Lewis Jewelers back in the day. But all right, let's go ahead and go down to Antoine Johnson. And he says, um, ultimate question. I need a list of who you think we will get to go blue. Um, I don't know if I can give you an entire list. I, I'll say let's, let's go with three, three candidates to go uh, to go blue and pick Michigan here in the near future. Um, Jake Winero, we already talked about. I think he'll be Michigan's true center take. He's set to make a commitment on April 28th. Um, I think Michigan will land Channing Goodwin, three-star wide receiver out of Providence Day in Charlotte. Obviously, uh, his quarterback is committed in Jaden Davis. He also happens to be a legacy. His father, Jonathan Goodwin, played at Michigan. So that one seems um, kind of like a a layup there. And I think Amarion Stewart, another wide receiver, Michigan has been leading for him. For a long time, three-star prospect out of Chicago. I think the Wolverines will continue their success in the Windy City and get a Marion Stewart. So that should do it with the uh, super chats. Uh, Daniel G says, welcome aboard, Megan. So once again, we appreciate our new producer after weeks of struggles. So I think everybody is enjoying the producer. 
Uh, let's go ahead and go back to Antoine, who has a regular question. We do have 10 minutes, guys. So if you want to skip the line and make sure your question is answered, hit that donate button. That money goes directly to my travel budget. Also, remember to like this video and subscribe to the Wolverine.com YouTube channel. That is completely free, and your likes help us get in front of other Michigan fans so they can join the chat and we can have more things to cover. Uh, Antoine says, what's up, EJ? I want to know if you have any information on Taylor Tatum and what's the likelihood of Michigan getting the cornerback Kyan McDonald. I like him better than the two Ohio kids, um, Brian and Scott. So um, it would actually be uh, Bryce, Bryce West and Aaron Scott. And that's a hot take. Kyan McDonald over Bryce West and Aaron Scott, both top 100 kids, Kyan McDonald, I think just dropped out of the on 300 rankings here in the recent release, but uh, let's go ahead and, and address Kyan McDonald first. He's definitely an interesting prospect out of the Pacific Northwest. Like I said, just dropped out of the top 300 and on three's latest rankings release. Um, but he had a really strong visit. I think if Michigan wants to, they can get him back in for a summer official visit. The thing with Michigan cornerback recruiting right now though, is the focus is really on West and Scott. I mean, those are the guys that they view as the elite level guys. So they're going to push for those two guys until those two guys say no and hope that those two guys eventually just say yes. Um, but there are a lot of guys like Kyan McDonald that are kind of in that second tier. Um, and there you see Kyan McDonald on his uh, visit to Michigan last week. Um, Kyan McDonald's there. Uh, Ify Obedegwu out of St. Francis is there. Uh, there's been more contact with him over the last couple of weeks. Um, you have guys like Austin Alexander out of Chicago who just visited um, last month, I believe. You have uh, some in-state guys that are intriguing, like uh, Jalen Todd, who's visited on multiple occasions, or a Jameer Benjamin, who just decommitted from Stanford. You have guys that... Uh, visited this spring like Jeremiah Lowe out of Kentucky, Nigel Maynard out of Tennessee. So on and on, we're, we could go, we could list all these really interesting corners for days. There's also Andre Evans out of Nashville that they've expressed interest in. So a lot of second tier corners that they're still monitoring, that they're going to go out on the road and see throughout the spring evaluation period. So what I can tell you about Kai McDonald to answer your question is Michigan made a big impression on his visit um, they're going to continue to push for the priority guys while keeping in contact with McDonald. If they want to get him in front of summer OV, I think they will. But right now it's kind of just wait and see when it comes to corners, not named Bryce West or Aaron Scott. Um, and also adding in Boo Carter, who's a priority at, at the nickel. Um, in terms of Taylor Tatum, top 100 running back out of Longview, Texas, um, Michigan's still in the mix there. I know USC had a really strong visit with him um, this past weekend for their spring game. Georgia had him on campus a couple of weeks ago, also made a big impression on him. Michigan's still likely to get an official visit. I know the Wolverines have Jordan Marshall committed, but Taylor Tatum remains a priority for Mike Hart. Um, you know, having that combination of Taylor Tatum and, 
and Jordan Marshall would be absolutely nuts. As you can see, he's the number two overall running back in the country, number 42 overall prospect nationally. Uh, USC's actually taking the lead on the recruiting prediction machine. Uh, but a lot of the schools after USC, like Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas A&M, these schools aren't really in the mix. So it, it doesn't seem like the recruiting prediction machine has updated too much. I would say it's USC, Michigan, uh, Georgia right now. There are a few other schools on the back end as well. Um, but look, Michigan still has a lot to offer. I think the thing that will always keep Michigan in the race for Taylor Tatum is the baseball side. Uh, obviously, he's a kid that wants to do both sports at the next level. Michigan's baseball program was on Tatum before the football program. So it's not like they're just recruiting him to play football and saying, hey, yeah, you can play baseball as a hobby. Like he was a serious baseball recruit for the Wolverines before he was even on the football recruiting board. So I think that's something that really appeals to him as well. So they uh, will continue to be in the mix for Tatum. Tatum is wrapping up his baseball season. I think when that is over, um, we'll have a, a better idea of things. Uh, William Cawthorn says, do you think a recruit will feel slighted if they know you had another person on your board and then have to circle to them? Some recruits do feel slighted if they are, are a second tier option. So like we were talking about with the corner boards or the corner board, obviously Bryce West and Aaron Scott are the two priority guys and everybody else is just kind of in a weird little mix right now where Michigan's not going to really push for a commitment from any of those guys. Um, those guys can easily get their feelings hurt. Um, you know, a lot of uh, top tier prospects have, you know, some egos, which is understandable considering they're high school kids and they are, you know, high level prospects. But I think guys also understand it's it's recruiting and it, it comes with the process. So um, I think as long as you're straightforward and honest with them uh, and they really like what the program has to offer, they'll stay interested. So appreciate William Cawthorn, who's been a big uh, super chatter tonight. If you guys want to skip the line and make sure your questions get in, make sure to hit that donate button and skip the line with your super chat. That money goes directly to my travel budget so I can go around the country and see top recruits and bring you the latest on Michigan recruiting. So like I said, guys, we have four minutes left. So let's try to get through some of these other uh, questions. Let's go with Jackson Hells, and he says, with all of the new offensive line commits, do we still have the lead for Max Anderson? So, yeah, like I was saying you know, earlier in the show, we're kind of in a numbers crunch now when it comes to Michigan offensive line recruiting. Um, look, I mean, they have four commits right now. If they get Warnera as expected at the end of the month, that's five. I mean, could you get to seven? Maybe, but the number is looking more like six. So it's going to be – you know, first come first serve when it comes to the next offensive line spot. And you have some really highly touted guys interested. It's not just Max Anderson, who we'll talk about here in a sec. I mean, you also have uh, Bennett Warren, who said Michigan is in the lead after his spring game visit. You have Michael Uini, who's a top 150 kid out of Texas as well, who visited in the winter. You have Brandon Baker, the nation's number one overall offensive tackle, who's coming in for a visit here soon. So, um, there are a lot of options still on that board. There's guys that you could circle back to that are now on the back burner. And it's crazy. These are like top 200 kids on the back burner, like a William Satterwhite out of Ohio or Marquise Easley out of uh, Illinois. But I think Anderson is the, is a priority. Um, 
he's right in that top group. If he wanted to commit to Michigan right now, they would gladly take Max Anderson. You see the Wolverines have a commanding 96% lead on the recruiting prediction machine. I put in a pick for the Wolverines as well. And like where Michigan is trending here, he is set to make his official visit in June. I'm really curious to see if Bennett Warren like tries to take his spot and commit first. Um, I'm interested to see if Max Anderson moves up his timeline and doesn't wait till the official visit season. There are just so many moving parts now that Michigan's down to maybe one more spot. If uh, again, when Eric commits as expected. So, uh, you know, if I had to pick a, a school for Max Anderson right now, it would be Michigan, but let's go ahead and uh, get to our next question. And it comes from Marquise S and he says, is there any update on Nick Marsh? So Nick Marsh in state uh, on 300 wide receiver who decommitted from Michigan state um, earlier this off season. And uh, to answer your question in simple terms, Marquise, no, there's no real update. Um, doesn't look like Michigan's really pushing for, for Marsh right now. Um, obviously, he's uh, ranked extremely high, the number 74 overall recruiting the country, but there just hasn't been much interest either way. Um, Michigan did offer him early. He's been to campus in the past. He does fit what Michigan's looking for as that bigger outside receiver. He's six foot three, 200 pounds. So I definitely wouldn't rule him out. Um, like I said, there's nothing to really update on Nick Marsh right now. Um, but Michigan is, uh, you know, still high up for other big body types like uh, James Madison, uh, who just named Michigan in his top five. There's others like a Josh Jackson or Makai White that they could go after as well. So we'll see if there's any movement with Nick Marsh later. But for right now, probably not. Um, Marquise S. also asks, Dylan Stewart doesn't look like he'll make an official visit to Michigan. What are your thoughts? Um, Dylan told me that Michigan's still in the mix for an OV. So um, I will believe him until he doesn't, <laughs> um, you know, he still has a couple of spots left. So we're talking about Stewart, the number one overall prospect in the country. Look, he made an unofficial visit in the spring. The Wolverines are still pushing for him. They will stop by his school um, here in the next couple of weeks. He's actually on spring break this week. So I think, Michigan, from my understanding, Michigan is planning to go out to DC and we'll stop by to see him in early May. Um, as you can see, Ohio State is the leader on the recruiting prediction machine. Alabama, South Carolina, Georgia all have legit chances as well. I think Michigan's still in that mix after that uh, that spring visit. He was back at South Carolina this weekend. Uh, I will say, obviously, Michigan has to get him back for an OV to have a chance. I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle for Stewart either way. Um, but I, I'm not ruling out that they will get him back on campus for an OV. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to, um, well, Jay mommy with a shout out. Really appreciate everything you've done to keep us informed. Thank you for joining the chat. Jay mommy indigo Ronan says chances, Michigan lands Brady Prescorn by the end of April. If, uh, Brady Prescorn makes it in this weekend, which is a maybe. I do think Michigan can close by the end of the month. Uh, so we're talking about top 100 in-state tight end, Brady Prescorn. Uh, Michigan's been trending there. I have a pick in, really like where the Wolverines stand. And I didn't notice that we are over time. So we're going to go super rapid fire here with any uh, any questions. But you can see here our producer, Megan, 
uh, pulling up the profile. Uh, Michigan with a 90% lead for Brady uh, pre-scorn the number 67 overall recruit in the country he is still the priority at tight end and like i said if he does make it in this weekend i think michigan will have a good chance to close with him soon um more shout outs to our producer megan for running the show tonight we finally have a new producer so yay um let's go down to rapid fire so i don't think i'm going to get to everybody's questions tonight but let's answer a few more uh, Marquis S says any high end interior defensive lineman Michigan has made any movement on, uh, obviously David pale pale isn't highly touted, but he's the guy they've made the most movement on, um, out of Pennsylvania. They had a great visit with him. Also it's Pale Pale, not pale pale as I recently learned. Um, but I think the Wolverines are trending in the right direction there. Ben Ricketts says, what are your thoughts on Drew Miller? Could Michigan go back to pack with kicker punter scholarship offers? I don't know, man. Numbers are tight. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Drew Miller. Um, but he is obviously one of the best specialists in the country. And Jay Harbaugh really, really values special teams and has shown it uh, giving scholarships to Adam Samaha and, and Tommy Doman recently. Uh, David Roberts says, after Winera, who do you think is the next O-line commit? I mean, I would say it's Max Anderson or Bennett Warren. Uh, Victor Rodriguez says, what are your thoughts on James Madison? I think he has all the tools to be an elite, bigger body receiver, just not on the field production. Um, I really like James Madison, the, the clips I've seen from him. I, I definitely want to see more. I'd love to see him in person. He comes from a great high school program, St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida. Um, he plays top-level competition. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he's a, a really interesting prospect on the outside that could – turn into something uh taylor tatum out of texas not coming because of marshall like i said earlier uh michigan's still in play for taylor tatum um regardless of, of michigan already having uh jordan marshall on board uh and last question comes in it looks like we did get to all the questions last question jake winera is a three-star player and is in the top 500 on the on three list should michigan still be recruiting him like i said centers aren't generally graded super high they really love what he brings as a true center uh that's what michigan does they recruit true centers and winera has always been high on their priority list and uh i think you know, when it came to him, Walt Claire Flynn and Kyle Altooner, it was first come, first serve. And obviously, Warnera has set his decision date. And it looks like Michigan's in a great spot to seal that deal. Um, and I think we had one more question come in from Daniel G. Shout out to Megan for finding that one. She says, not that it matters, but do you see a day when Michigan out recruits Ohio State? Look, man, if they beat Ohio State again this year, you, you've kind of seen them closing the gap. They landed Jordan Marshall um this year so um i think they've made a lot of movement with with guys in ohio as well they're they're giving ohio state a run for their money with bryce west and aaron scott if they go and beat ohio state in the big house this year again for the third straight year i mean recruits are going to have to to those elite level recruits are going to have to take notice i think a lot of them have already taken notice which is why you've seen more michigan ohio state recruiting battles uh on the trail this cycle so yeah i can i can definitely see michigan out recruiting ohio state as soon as next year depending on what happens on the field and would ryan day even survive losing to michigan three times in the row um you know that would be another question uh, you just had Brian Hartline getting in trouble with the law. So <laughs> you never know what can happen. But I really like where uh, 
Michigan is trending, obviously. So um, appreciate you guys for joining me tonight. Uh, thanks for getting in with all your super chats. We'll be on the road tomorrow seeing some big time prospects. You're not going to miss it over at the not going to want to miss it over at the Wolverine.com. So make sure to subscribe for just $29.99 until August 31st of this year. Click that like button, subscribe to our channel for free. See you guys next week.